The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. Welcome to Locked On Now, taking you around day one of NBA free agency with insight and analysis you can only get from the local experts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Big paydays, surprising departures, long-term commitments, and fresh starts. Free agency is always sure to entertain and impress with the sheer amount of money spent in just one day. Let's start with the best performance. Hold up. Just a few seconds after the free agency period began, things tipped off with some major fireworks as it was reported that Lonzo Ball would be departing New Orleans and heading to Chicago. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls, and surprisingly, for the first time in what seems like forever, the Bulls are one of the first teams to make a big swing in the mere opening seconds of NBA free agency. Reported by Sham Sharanya first, the Bulls and Lonzo Ball have come to agreement on a four-year, $85 million deal for Lonzo to become the new presumed starting point guard in that backcourt alongside Zach Levine. The Bulls will also be sending Tomas Sadoransky and a second-round pick in addition to Garrett Temple to New Orleans in this sign-and-trade deal. I like this fit with Lonzo next to Zach Levine. He offers length, rebounding, perimeter defense, and to Lonzo's credit, has really improved being a viable threat behind the three-point line last season. So that's the big news for now. We'll see if the Bulls are also not done, as they are reported to be interested in a San Antonio sign-and-trade to also potentially get DeMar DeRozan. The Spurs have interest in Lowry Markinen, the Bulls' restricted free agent. Any other news, and we will be here for you. And by the way, be sure to check out tomorrow's episode of Locked on Bulls when we will break down everything that happens tonight and into tomorrow morning. Locked on Bulls, your team every day. One of their major pieces in the Anthony Davis trade is now gone, but at least the Pelicans got some value back in Lonzo's sign and trade. Hey everyone, Jake Madison here of Locked on Pelicans on, on the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA. Gonzo Ball? Lonzo Ball is out of New Orleans after a sign-and-trade sends him to the Chicago Bulls on a four-year, $85 million deal. The Pels and Ball had basically been heading for a breakup this whole offseason. I think New Orleans understood his limitations, not really that pure point guard. And despite the fact that he's improved every year he's been in the league and developed into a somewhat credible three-point shooter this past year, they had a number they were willing to pay. The Bulls offered more than that. And the Pelicans now get back Garrett Temple, Thomas Sadoransky, and a second-round pick rather than matching and bringing back the 23-year-old guard. It's a bit of a rough start for the Pelicans in free agency after losing out on Kyle Lowry, but there's a long way to go in this period, and the Pelicans can still expand their trade with the Memphis Grizzlies as they look to retool their roster around Zion and Brandon Ingram. So for more, and there will be more, be sure to check out Locked On Pelicans each day this week. But it didn't take the Pelicans long to find a Lonzo replacement. Hey everyone, Jake Madison here of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On NBA. The strange start to free agency for the Pelicans is ongoing. After losing Lonzo Ball in a signing trade to the Chicago Bulls, New Orleans gets his replacement in a signing trade for Devontae Graham from the Charlotte Hornets. Graham is an excellent shooter, hitting 37.4% of his threes the past two years on high volume at nine attempts per game. That's pretty significant. The Pelicans must envision him as a catch-and-shoot option when point Zion is happening in the half court, while he also gives you decent ball handling in the pick-and-roll, an upgrade right there at the very least, over Lonzo Ball. And for four years and $47 million, it's a decent contract despite him being small at 6'1 and not really playing much defense. Honestly, I don't hate that part of it. 
What I hate is that they gave up a first round pick in the sign and trade. A lottery protected Pelicans 2022 first round pick. If the Pelicans get into the playoffs and get bounced out in the first round, that pick is between 16, 17, 18, 19. A very valuable asset that you can't use on something else to build around Zion Williamson. That's a lot for Devontae Graham. What the Pelicans have essentially done today is trade Lonzo Ball and that pick for Devontae Graham, Tomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and a Bulls second round pick. I don't particularly like that. There better be another move coming because otherwise today is pretty head scratching and a pretty disaster start to the offseason for New Orleans. I'll be breaking it all down over at the Daily Locked on Pelicans podcast and YouTube show, so be sure to listen tomorrow. One ball handler wasn't enough for the Bulls either. In addition to Lonzo, Chicago snatched a fan favorite out of L.A. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here with another breaking news hit from Locked on Bulls. Acme continued to do work in the opening hours of free agency, stealing Alex Caruso away from the Lakers, where he's been a fan favorite on a four-year deal worth $37 million. This is the mid-level exception that the Bulls are using on Caruso, a sneaky hops backcourt player who can back up Lonzo Ball, rounding out the Bulls' backcourt with a guy who shot 40% from three downtown last season and is also a definite net positive player on defense around the perimeter something the Bulls struggled with mightily last season. Caruso was a 2.3 and 2.4 defensive box plus minus player for the Lakers in each of those last two seasons, respectively. Interestingly, the Bulls simultaneously see Daniel Tice go to Houston in a sign and trade deal for almost an identical contract in length and dollar figures after signing Alex Caruso. Obviously, Tice was a big help to the Bulls for the back half of last season after the deadline. The Bulls knew he would have a lot of suitors, and he gets lured away. What will the Bulls do now to address the front court depth? As Lowry Markkinen and Thad Young are both likely candidates for a sign-and-trade or just leaving um, Lowry Markkinen, restricted free agent. Thad Young is now full guarantee on the Bulls contract, but could be a trade candidate. We'll see how that goes. The Bulls not a lot of front court depth behind the all-star Nikola Vucevic, who they got from Orlando last season. They are bringing over last year's second round pick Marco Simonovic, but it doesn't sound like he will be ready to contribute big minutes right away. So the Bulls backcourt looking pretty stacked. The Bulls front court still needs to be addressed. For the breakdown of everything going on during free agency week, be sure to subscribe to Locked on Bulls wherever you get your podcasts. Locked on Bulls, your team every day. The Phoenix Suns are running it back. The New York Knicks add a score to their defensive-centric roster. And the Sacramento Kings keep their starting center. We go around the league next. Let's go around the league. Chris Paul leaving for LA. Lakers fans were hoping, but in the end, CP3 did the right thing. Staying with the Cinderella story turned Western Conference juggernauts. Brendan Clean here with Locked On Phoenix Suns. And after coming within two wins of an NBA championship in 2021, the Suns, all indications are they are running it back. Chris Paul back on a four-year, $120 million deal. Cameron Payne back on a contract worth about $6 million annually and Payne quite a bit lower than what I think the Suns fans were worried he might command on the open market. Who knows if he even tested that market. I think that's a very team friendly deal. It's unclear if he even went out and tried to get more. So good thing for the Suns there that they're able to lock up their backup point guard who played a big role for them in the postseason as well as Chris Paul, the main man 
four years, $120 million again. And uh, look, it's a long deal. He's going to be 40 years old when it expires. We don't know the exact money each season. We don't know what portion of that is guaranteed, if there are any options, any of the things that will tell us the real deal of what that contract will ultimately look like for the Suns. But the reality is they had to sign him. I talked on the podcast about how the Suns were not necessarily having to compete with other teams for Paul in terms of cap space, the Knicks or the Pistons or any of that stuff, but more so by Kyle Lowry's market. The fact that for months now, it's been known that Kyle Lowry is going to command 30 or so million. That was ultimately, I think, what set the market for the point guards at the very top. And Chris Paul now making quite a bit of money and the Suns having to, uh, you know, fork it over. And, and that's the reality when you have a great team. So Payne, Paul, in place, the Suns running it back and in place to be pretty great next season as well. We'll see what the rest of what they do looks like. But from then until now, listen to Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts. The Indiana Pacers retained guard TJ McConnell, but was it an overpay? The Indiana Pacers are keeping TJ McConnell. It was announced and reported by various reporters that TJ McConnell will return to the Indiana Pacers on a four-year, roughly $35 million, just a little over-dollar deal, which seems like a good marriage for both sides. Seems a little expensive at first, but the last year of that deal per J. Michael of the Indianapolis Star is only partially guaranteed, so a little less total money than that McConnell probably became the Pacers' most important free agent when they dealt Aaron Holiday on draft night, meaning the team had a huge hole at backup point guard, and McConnell filled it last year very well. He had a career year. He was well-deserving of coming back to the Pacers, and after having some less guaranteed contracts earlier in his career and only getting two years with the Pacers prior to this deal, he was looking for a longer deal. He got it with the team that he enjoyed playing for. He publicly stated that he liked the Pacers, so good fit for the team, good fit for TJ McConnell. He's back with the Pacers on a deal that makes sense for both sides. Pacers get their biggest fish they'll probably get in this free agency period, and they're ready for the season now with a, a mostly fill rotation. And we'll break it all down on the Locked On Pacers podcast. The New York Knicks created a new identity for themselves on the defensive end with Tom Thibodeau at the helm, but other than the offensive showcase from Julius Randle, their scoring was inconsistent. So Monday, they did a little something about that. What's up, everyone? Alex Wolf with the Locked On Knicks podcast here, and the Knicks have signed Evan Fournier, to a four-year, $78 million deal, though that fourth year is a non-guaranteed year uh, or team option. So it, it's effectively a three-year deal for Fournier that the Knicks signed him to. Also re-signed Derek Rose, Nerlens Noel, and Alec Burks uh, on the day, which I won't get too much into, but I will get into Fournier, who's really going to solve some big problems for the Knicks. He's replacing Reggie Bullock, who has now moved on to go sign with the Mavs, and one of the biggest problems with Bullock, particularly in the playoffs, was that he was being stranded on the perimeter on offense because of his lack of uh, ball handling ability. So the Hawks, for example, put Trey Young on him, just kind of keep him out there, and, and he wasn't able to really punish that matchup. And Young was able to bother him enough that he wasn't able to get off three-pointers consistently. Fournier won't have those issues, you know, at the starting two guard. He is a really talented uh, off-the-dribble player. Really talented three-level scorer and proved to be a pretty good spot-up shooter as well in his time with the Celtics in the second half of last year. So I think he's going to be a great addition for the Knicks. Can't wait to see him suit up and he should really add a new level to their offense, which was easily the part of the team that struggled the most this past year. Uh, 
often failing to eclipse 100 points and, you know, luckily having a good enough defense to not have that come back to bite them too often. So Fournier is going to be a great, great addition to this team. Can't wait to see him suit up for the Knicks. And uh, we'll talk about it more on Locked on Knicks later. The Sacramento Kings have never been major free agency players. Flade Divac is widely considered their greatest free agency signing of all time. And some might look at this as a joke or a jab, but Rashawn Holmes is a very close second. Rashawn Holmes is staying in Sacramento. Tremendous news for the Sacramento Kings. We were unsure if the Kings were going to lose their starting center to free agency, not necessarily having the money that he was looking for. They played the market, cashed in on their solid relationship with the big man. They have come to an agreement, a four-year deal, up to as much as $55 million. A great deal for both sides. I'm happy for Rashawn Holmes getting paid, even if it wasn't as much as what he was searching for, but this is tremendous for the Sacramento Kings, who have had a great day overall. In addition to the signing of Rashawn Holmes, the Kings agreed to a two-year deal with Alex Len, who in his very brief stint with the Kings a couple of seasons ago was very solid, provided the physicality, rebounding, and screen setting that this Kings team has been lacking, and they certainly lacked it when he departed. Then you talk about re-signing uh, Mo Harkless, who provided wing depth for the Sacramento Kings team. All in all, a phenomenal day one of free agency so far. The Kings could be making more moves, but a fantastic day one. The Kings accomplished their top goal this offseason of bringing Rashawn Holmes back. It's, like I said, a tremendous win for Sacramento. Now we have to wait and see what the deal is with this DeLon Wright, Tristan Thompson swap trade three-team deal that is still not completed. Is this thing still going to happen now that Rashawn is in Sacramento? There's no space for Tristan Thompson. We'll have to wait and see, but very thrilled from a Sacramento Kings standpoint with day one of free agency. Speaking of big men, the Cleveland Cavaliers are working towards a new deal and commitment to Athletic Center, Jarrett Allen. Hey everyone, Evan Damerell here, co-host of Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with a Locked On Now update on the Jarrett Allen situation. Well, it appears the Cleveland Cavaliers have struck first in free agency as NBA insider Mark Stein says the Cleveland Cavaliers plan to reportedly offer restricted free agent big man Jared Allen a five-year contract extension in the range of a hundred million dollars if this is true and it seems like it will be because Mark Stein's a pretty reliable source this is a really great deal for the Cavs Jared Allen is a premier big man and he's a cornerstone for this franchise and to get him for 20 million annually is is a steal for Cleveland and he'll pair beautifully alongside Evan Mobley I do know for a fact that the Cavaliers did not want to let Allen test free agency, so to lock him up right before things begin is more than ideal for the organization. Hear about this and more on Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, there you have it. An exciting and lucrative day one of NBA free agency in the books. For more inside information on each team's acquisitions and all the rumors for day two and beyond, make sure you tune into the local shows on the Locked On NBA Network. Until next time, I'm Matt George. We'll talk later, but we're always locked on now.